Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps of the Golden Girls. Today we're on Season 7, Episode 13, Old Boyfriends, which originally aired on January 4th of 1992. So let's learn what else transpired in history on that day. Well, in 1974... Uh, Richard Nixon refuses to hand over the Watergate tapes uh, after being subpoenaed by Congress. Uh, and our most recent event, uh, I will read it to you. I really have no clue what it means. Um, so, this is the only thing on the day. On January 4th of 2019, Indian cricket batsman Chiteshwar Pujara scores 193 and Rishabh Pant 159 as the tourists declare at 622 divided by 7 on day 2 of the fourth test against Australia in Sydney. Pant becomes the first Indian wicketkeeper to hit a century in Australia. Something to do with cricket. I have no clue what any of that meant, pretty much. Okay, so, me neither. Something notable in cricket, apparently. So, that's what happened. Um, so, that's history for today. So, uh, why don't you let us know what transpired in this installment of The Golden Girls. All right. In scene one, we're in the kitchen. Sophia is at the table reading the newspaper. Blanche sits down and reads a few personal ads to Sophia from a magazine, and as far as I could tell, the title was Alaska Men, which I found was a real magazine. Hmm. Uh, Dorothy enters. At a porn one? No. No? Not a porn magazine. That, no. Huh. Not exactly. But Sounds it, like it with a title. Well, that, I guess that that is a little too direct. Uh, from what I could tell, it looked like it was just full of uh, personal ads, uh, from what I could tell. Okay. So Dorothy enters and wants to know what is going on, of course. Sophia reads a personal ad from the newspaper, and it sounds like he is the one for her. Yes. Rose enters and says she just got a call from Thor Anderson in St. Olaf. Uh, he is visiting Miami next week and wants to visit with Rose and talk about the old times and... Uh, course this seems to be recycling a very recent plot line uh rose doesn't know or remember a thor anderson in saint olaf uh so they discussed this for a while and just a couple episodes ago blanche didn't remember the pharmacist well that was last episode but so. as as we but there's a very key difference uh, at least to me which is that Rose eventually does remember she did go out with this guy yeah, before. She does remember. Whereas Blanche never went out with that dude before and he was just stalking her in this very well, weird, creepy That's what you say. Plot. Right. That's what I that's <laughs> what I took from that episode. That was just last episode. Though. Yeah. Scene two. We're in the living room. Dorothy and Blanche are sitting and Sophia comes in and wants to know how she looks as her date from the ad will be there in a minute. As she twirls, we see she didn't zip up her dress in the back. Uh, well, why slow him down, she says, or something like that. The doorbell rings. Oh, it is Thor Anderson. Yeah, not Sophia's date. Though Sophia wants him to take her right there, right now. Uh, Rose enters, introduces Thor to everybody, and then Thor wants to take her to dinner. But first, 
He needs to go back to his hotel room and fix things up there and settle in. So Whitey come over, I, I don't know. but They do that a lot in this show. Mm-hmm. They come over, hey, I'm here. Oh, I'll be back in a couple hours. I, I'm going. I, <laughs> makes no sense to me, but all right. He'll be back. He leaves, of course. Rose then exclaims she still has no idea who that man is. Uh, Rose exits and the doorbell rings again, and Dorothy answers it and says she already knows Jesus and closes the door. Well, yeah, they open the door again. It's Marvin from the ad. And another lady who says she is Sarah, his sister. Now, Marvin gives Sophia Rose, then Sarah wants them to go to dinner. She needs to drive as Marvin doesn't see as well as he used to. Yep, Sophia checks that Marvin is not on any visible life support. And yep, she's ready to roll. Uh, Those three leave, and Blanche sitting in that chair in the living room, is now reading a magazine titled Dream. Yep, that's another real magazine. I don't know how much these women spend on magazines, but... Um, they must have a heck of a budget for magazines, because these well, magazines look... Dream looks quite expensive. And when I looked it up... Uh, well... <laughs> um, dream magazine... Well, there's a lot of Dream magazines... Ah, I was thinking, uh, uh, this is like an art. Yeah, it's an art, Ma- very fancy. This is a very recent magazine. Oh. They just released issue number four. Oh, well. <laughs> this is a very uh, current magazine here. Oh, boy. So I don't know what one there. Yeah. So I'm assuming, I mean, I think they make up most of these for the show. You would think so, but okay. Well, sure, there there is a Dream Magazine now, but it does not uh, look like there was doesn't one. Doesn't look the like time. it was. Ah, scene three. We're in the kitchen. Dorothy's at the table. Rose and Blanche enter, and Rose says she has had two dates with Thor, and still doesn't remember him. Wow. We learned that Rose had fifty six. Okay, listen to that. She had fifty six boyfriends before she met Charlie. Yeah, that just doesn't sound right to me. Uh, Dorothy goes on and on and on about sluts. Yeah. But, of course, Rose did not have any sex with any of them boyfriends. So uh, I didn't care for this sequence. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah, the whole How sequence... How does it make sense? 56 boyfriends? No. Sorry. Yeah, that... No. Uh, that tracks, I mean... It tracks, okay. I uh, it, it tracks. Sure, I mean, what what's the issue here? Um, to yeah, because I don't think that was all in her junior senior year. I think she said it was all in one year. Yeah, I don't okay, think so. Okay, so that's multiple a week. That's not. Yeah, that's I know. Everyone, high school, okay. high school in the like thirties or forties. They all did that. Yeah. Okay. I could see it. Yeah. All right. Like one date down to the, I don't know, the malt shop or whatever, and then, eh, I didn't like him. All right, who's next? I could see it. Okay. Sophia enters and says she has been dating Marvin a couple of days and needs some advice. Yeah, she says Sarah has always been with them. They never get any time alone. 
Dorothy says, well, she can go pick up Marvin, bring him back to the house. And since Rose and Blanche and Thor will be on the lanai, Sophia and Marvin can have the living room all to themselves. What privacy? Okay. <laughs> sure, whatever. Sounds like a plan. Scene five, we're on the lanai. Yep, Rose, Blanche, and Thor are out there sitting at the table talking. Blanche finds out that Thor's nickname is Skipper. Yeah, not because he had a boat or anything, but because he liked to skip a lot. Thor has to go to the bathroom and skips out of the scene. And now Rose remembers who he is. Ah, now she remembers. Yes, Thor took Rose to the Valentine's dance in her senior year to make Charlie jealous. Yeah, she used Thor, and Thor thinks she cared for him, and she didn't really back then, and she still doesn't now. Thor comes back and has a confession. Yes, he has always loved Rose, and it has taken him nine years. Yeah, that is how long it's been since he heard Charlie passed away. To get the courage, the gumption, and the bus fare to come to Miami and talk to Rose. Nine years. Mm -hmm. So he heard that Charlie died well after he died. So um, he wants to take Rose back to St. Olaf. That would be about a $150 bus trip. Oh, boy. Well, I had to do from Minneapolis since St. Olaf is not a place. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Minneapolis to Miami is about a $150 uh, one-way bus ticket now. Okay. Uh, but Rose has a confession, too. Yes, she says her roommate doesn't wear underwear. Yeah. Okay, what a confession. Scene six, we're in the living room. Yep, who's there? Well, Sophia and Marvin, they're on the couch. Sophia tells him it is their fourth date, and he can steal a little kiss if he wants. <laughs> Sophia is hot, yeah. Sophia tries to get comfy with Marvin. Uh, yeah, she really tries. But Marvin, well, Marvin finally blurts out that Sarah is not his sister, but is his wife. And Sophia calls Dorothy out and tells her the information. Then Sophia tells Marvin that Dorothy is her lesbian lover. Yes, to get back at him, I guess. Sophia and Dorothy want to know what the heck is going on. Well, the doorbell rings and it is Sarah. So obviously, Sophia and Marvin were going to have a lot of time alone on the couch there. <laughs> Sarah's already back. Dorothy tells her the gig is up. And they know she is Marvin's wife. Okay. Now, I will w go back a, a bit here. Okay. So, uh, them on the couch, right? And Sophia being all all over him, right? Uh, uh, I mean, this, this has no real bearing. But, uh, you know, I could only really... It, it reminded me a lot of uh, an article I read uh, a while ago. Uh, let me see here if I can find it. Um, um, so that's essentially about how uh, nursing homes go through like boatloads of condoms because all of the uh, like seniors are like super, super horny uh, all the time. Okay. Uh, ah, yeah, here we are. So this is a cracked article. From 2015. Cracked. Yes. Okay. It's a, it's a reputable news site. 
generally. Okay. Uh, so here, if the internet will work, I can briefly read to you. So um, the article is entitled, uh, Just So Much Sex, Six Realities of Working in a Nursing Home. Uh, I can't get the article to load. Uh, it's the first result if you Google nursing homes horny. That's what I had to type in because I forgot what else to type in. So Okay. Uh, that's the first, That's something I'm glad to have on my search history now, but well, yeah. can't wait to see what ads I get from that one. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, uh. Uh, so, yeah, so they spoke to uh, Luke Bollinger, I believe, uh, who works in a New Zealand nursing home. Uh, so their first uh, thing they, they state is that there is just so much sex there uh, that most nursing homes uh, rent you a single room with an adjoining toilet. Uh, so of course, you know, any sex dungeons or anything like that are pretty much out of the question. Uh, but that does not prevent residents from getting their rocks off continually and homes usually don't put locks on doors uh, so staff members are usually going to walk in on it uh, let's see here Luke says my mother who also worked uh, there with him once walked in on a man motorboating another resident's breasts uh, then there's the uh, continual masturbation as one resident would routinely masturbate onto the floor of his room and then make fun of the staff while they cleaned it up another was nicknamed Horny Smurf, because he used a blue cream on his hands for his arthritis. And one day, an employee saw him through his window uh, uh, going to town with that. Uh, then, uh, it's also a real issue for several reasons. One, since many of the residents, or all residents basically, uh, have no worries about getting pregnant, uh, they also tend to not worry about using condoms. As a result, rates of STDs in nursing homes are going through the roof. And then there's the uh, much more uh, nuanced uh, issue of consent. For instance, uh, one of them worked in a secure lockup, uh, meaning that everyone there's pretty much mentally incompetent and caretakers basically can't allow any sexual contact uh, in all those cases. Uh, so eventually uh, they had to, you know, break out some uh, controlling mechanisms there, more or less, eventually. Okay. Boy. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, there's a lot of other s uh, stuff here, too, um, that's more, that's uh, very different, um, you know, like such as dementia patients are like werewolves, apparently, uh, is the next, is five there's four more of these violence is shockingly common between nursing home residents uh rest homes function generally by lying to their patients uh the residents often get treated terribly uh, and the not which sophia can attest to uh and then of course number one uh pretty much everyone uh dies there pretty much so you know that's what they talk about in this article a pretty interesting article really uh okay but i could only think of that with the whole sophia being super horny for this dude uh sequence was that article and just going yeah that that i guess that would maybe be okay okay well anyway they tell sarah mm -hmm. yeah we know you're his wife oh well she tries to explain it she is dying 
She only has a few months to live, and she wouldn't be able to rest in peace until she knew that Marvin had somebody else to take care of him. I don't think Sophia would be the one to take care of him, but scene six. Dorothy is ushering Melvin and Sarah out the front door and tells them that Sophia and her need some time to consider this arrangement. Yeah, like they're going to consider this. So when the door closes, Dorothy yells out that they are loons and she is going to, Sophia, going to get Sophia a plant. Okay. Yes, Blanche comes in from the lanai and is told about Sarah and Melvin. Sophia says she's going to go through with it and exits the room. Sophia's going to go through with it. Scene seven, we're in the living room. Rose and Blanche are on the couch. The doorbell rings, and it is Thor this time. Rose makes Blanche leave, and she says she will be breaking up with Thor. Rose and Thor, they sit on the couch. Rose tells him that she doesn't remember much, if anything, about him. She tells him that she only remembers one thing. She went out with him only to make Charlie jump. Yep, Thor's a bit upset, but does give Rose a heck of a kiss as he is leaving. And then Rose remembers almost everything. She remembers their first kiss. And boy, it really helps Thor out a lot knowing that she finally remembers. Thor leaves and Rose then tells Blanche that Thor didn't know how to kiss 40 years ago, and he still doesn't know how. Ah, uh, scene eight. Hey, we're at Melvin and Sarah's house. Melvin and Sophia are in there sitting on the couch. Dorothy's sitting on this chair. Sarah comes in and says, now that they have finalized their little arrangement, she gives a toast to Sophia. A beautiful toast. And Dorothy gives another toast that is quite the opposite. Then Sarah gives a little speech about how she met Marvin and he was selling encyclopedias and she bought one at a time for a long time. Ended up with three whole sets and decided she had to marry him. And then Sophia decides, well, now she can't do it. The way Marvin looked at Sarah, there would be no way that Sophia would ever be able to get Marvin to look at Sophia that way. No, Marvin and Sarah should be together as much as possible. And, and Marvin actually makes Sarah see this part as this episode is almost over, but we had that final scene over the end credits. We're in the kitchen. Rose is reading off some personal ads to Sophia. The second ad may be Thor. And this episode comes to an end. Well, we have um, very little else to cover. Um, three cultural references uh, that I could find. Uh, first to a book called Final Exit. Uh, the full title, Final Exit, The Practicalities of Self-Deliverance and Assisted Suicide for the Dying, uh, which is a 1991 book written by Derek Humphrey, a British-born American journalist, author, and assisted suicide advocate who co-founded the now-defunct Hemlock Society in 1980 and co-founded the Final Exit Network in 2004. Four. Uh, so that's what that was. Uh, then Frank Sinatra, a singer who was very popular in like the 40s. Uh, and Caligula, uh, the son of the popular Roman general Germanicus and Augustus's granddaughter Agrippina the Elder, 
Uh, Caligula was born into the first ruling family of the Roman Empire, conventionally known as the Julio-Claudian dynasty. Uh, Germanicus's uncle and adoptive father Tiberius uh, succeeded Augustus as emperor. Uh, Caligula um, eventually uh, succeeded his adoptive grandfather as emperor in the year of 37. Uh, Caligula was 25, roughly, uh, when he ascended to the throne. Uh, now, there are very few surviving sources about the reign of Caligula, although he is described as a noble and moderate emperor during the first six months of his rule. Uh, after this, the sources tend to focus upon his cruelty, sadism, extravagance, and sexual perversion, presenting him as an insane tyrant. While the reliability of these sources is highly questionable, it is known that during his brief reign, uh, just nearly four years, three years and ten months he reigned, um, Caligula worked to increase the unconstrained personal power of the emperor position uh, as opposed to countervailing powers within the principate. Uh, he directed much of his attention to ambitious construction projects and luxurious dwellings for himself and initiated the construction of two aqueducts in Rome, the Aqua Claudia and the Aenea Novus. Uh, during his reign, the, emperor, the empire also annexed the client kingdom of Mauritania as a province. Uh, and in early 41, Caligula was assassinated as a result of a conspiracy by off officers of the Praetorian Guard, senators, and courtiers. Uh, the conspirators' attempt to use the opportunity to restore the Roman Republic was thwarted. Uh, however, on the day of the assassination of Caligula, the Praetorians declared Caligula's uncle Claudius to be the next Roman emperor. Uh, and although the Julio-Claudian dynasty continued to rule the empire until the fall of his nephew Nero in the year of 68, uh, Caligula's death marked the official end of the Julii Caesaris in the male line. Uh, that's the line of Julius Caesar, basically. Um, side characters, we have three of Thor Anderson, uh, played by Ken Barry, known for The Cat from Outer Space, Eunice, uh, Small Wonder, and Fantasy Island. Uh, that's him pretty much there. Uh, then you got Sarah, uh, who's played by Betty Garrett, uh, known for On the Town, My Sister Eileen, playing Irene Lorenzo in All in the Family, uh, and Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Uh, she's a one-time Emmy nominee. Uh, in the year of 2003, she was nominated in the category of Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy uh, for her role on Becker. And then Marvin is played by Louis or Lewis, one of the two, uh, Gus, known for Moonstruck, Highlander, the movie, uh, Find Me Guilty, and CBS Summer Playhouse. Uh, no new sex partners established, so the tally still stands. Blanche 178, Sophia 11, Dorothy 11, Rose 8. Uh, my one additional thing that we haven't broached yet uh, is that 
I I wasn't sure. You're you're the one who remembers this series more than you know one or two episodes ago. Um, haven't we already had this plot with Sophia before? No, no, not this no. exact plot. No. Okay, so it must just be that this one is so great that it's kind of permanently ingrained uh, here. Uh, from, you know, watching this in, in syndication on TV every now and then. Uh, you know, the whole Sophia plot here is absolutely terrific. Uh, the Rose one's complete garbage, but yes, uh, the Sophia plot is great, and that, that's kind of always the issue with Golden Girls, is like half of the, each episode's complete and utter trash, and the other half's pretty good. Uh, but this episode really accentuates that more than most others, I think. Uh, you know, on the one hand, you got this very beautiful, tender, sublimely brilliant plot here with Sophia. Uh, and then you got Rose's bizarre garbage stuff going on that is just the most, just completely, like, it's yes. just so terrible. Um, yes. <laughs> but all in all, I, I, I mean, I guess that's where I, I thought this had already been done before in the series. Is just I remembered this episode as being earlier in the series, I guess, but no, I, don't I don't know. Remember any like this? No. Okay. Um, no, my only observation on this, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, Charlie's death. Um, Thor just re it took me nine years after hearing about his death, so it, he doesn't really say when Charlie died. Right. Uh, so I went back, did a little research in the first episode of the whole series. Um, so seven years ago, he had died in, uh, he had been dead for 15 years. So that was probably 1970. Uh, okay, so he didn't hear it until you know, 83? Yeah, so he would have been dead a long time, but... In episode 1.22, which was called Job Hunting, well, Charlie died in 1980. So this okay. one, Thor heard it nine years ago, which would make the 1980 death uh, more plausible. Uh, I don't really see what that has to do with anything. So, I mean, that he, I mean, uh, it's just when he heard about it. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I said. It's just when he heard about it. So, yeah. He could have been dead a couple years, but had he been dead for 13 or 14 years, I... I think that might have been a little too long. Why? Like, uh, are, are you... What, Thor wasn't a part of their lives? Uh, Why would he have heard about it? Well, he apparently still liked Rose, so he might have been checking up on her all the time, but... They didn't have uh, Facebook. Like, would have been pretty hard to keep tabs on people in the 60s and 70s. I mean... Well, it depends on where Charlie died. If it was in St. Olaf, yeah. Thor was right there. So it seems like that would have been simple to keep track of. Well, they lived but, in the same town. Big deal. Yes, one street. Not too many people in that town. Well, I guess it, Rose had 56 boyfriends in her. Oh, we're assuming St. Olaf's the super tiny town? Um, yeah. This is like some super tiny backwoods Bruce Springsteen song type of town. Well, Rosa said it's had it got it has one street. Oh, um, okay. Before uh, it isn't a big town. 
Oh, okay. There's no bus that goes there. There's no plane. There's no direct route to St. Olaf. So to okay. me, that would make it a pretty small town. Okay, so so you're assuming everyone <laughs> knows each other. Yes. Okay. That's what I would assume. Okay. Uh, but my episode counts. There were nothing. There was nothing in this episode that I saw. There were, so total series counts. Weddings, Planned Weddings, 11. Physical Abuse Arose, 15. St. Olaf Stories, 47. Picture Stories, 28. Cheesecakes Eaten, 19. Sicily Italian Stories, 9. Sicily Italian References, 61. Girls Mad at Each Other and Not Best Friends at Moving Out, 27. Sports, 33. Games, 46. And Stanley Subornak Appearances sit at 24. I thought this was another retreaded plot, kind of, uh, on Dorothy, on uh, Rose's part, not completely. But the show is decent, 79 out of 100. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps. Golden Girls, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, goodbye.